And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Now is the time to draw a line in the sand. If you had not drawn that line before the coronavirus period, now is the time to do what? Draw a line in the sand. Are you with me? Now is the time to do that. You ask why? Because even as we speak now, there are scientists who are experimenting with super viruses. You, you got to read. There are scientists who are in labs now experimenting with super viruses that will escape a lab again. So this is not the first time it's going to happen again. So I'm asking you as of today to draw a line in the sand and say no more compromise lord i give you praise are you getting what i'm saying saints now is the time to fight don't you turn your back on the devil there was no armor given for the back oh god i give you praise hallelujah so now is the time for us to Draw a line in the sand. Tell your neighbor, I'm drawing my line. I'm, I'm drawing my line. Those of you who are looking, say, I'm drawing my line. I'm, I'm drawing my line. Glory be to God. I'm not going further into the enemy's trickery. I've drawn a line in the sand and that's it. I am not going back. I am doing what? Not going back. To draw a line in the sun means it means it means a, a point beyond which I will not go any further. And this is what I'm saying. No longer I'm going to embrace and accept thoughts from the devil. Are you with me? I'm not going to embrace anything that's contrary to God's word. Any thought that's contrary to God's word. Any situation that's contrary to God's word. Because as of today, I'm making God's word in my life final authority. This. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? As of today. Because brothers and sisters, if we do not make God's word today final authority in our lives, we are building our house on sand. Are you with me? No longer can you call, you know, back then we could call sand earth. No. No, no. Sand is sand. You see, before the coronavirus, we could call earth sand. We could compromise. Are you with me? Nowadays, you cannot do that. You got to call sand, sand, earth, earth, stone, stones. And now it is serious. Serious. Lives are at stake. People are dying and the devil is taking advantage of us. He's using the situation to set us against one another. He's using the situation. Are you getting me? And so I'm saying today, I'm drawing a line in the sand. No more compromise. I'm going to build my house on rock. On the word of God. Amen. We just sung. And build my house. On what? On worship. I'm going to build my house on worship of God. I'm going to stay right there. Because my house is built on worship. 
I'm untouchable then. Because it doesn't matter what the devil throws at me. I'm going to be worshipping. No matter what he sends, I'll be right there. No matter what he throws, I'll be right there. Because I'm building my house on worship. That's what the Bible, the Bible says that God has ordained praise and worship in the mouths of babes and sucklings. Uh, Psalms 8-2 I think. Or 8-4. It says God has ordained what? Praise and worship in the mouths of what? Babes and sucklings to do what? To steal the enemy and the avenger. God has ordained praise to cripple the enemy. That's why it doesn't matter what he throws at you. You still continue praising. It doesn't matter what he throws I'm here. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he says I'm here. Because I'm building my house on worship. I'll stay right there. Right I'm welcome. Build my house. God is telling us we can build our house on worship of him. And your house will be unmovable, steadfast. Are you ready to build your house? Let me say, are you ready to build a new kind of house? For the next couple of months. Amen? A new kind of house. You, you know, I was tempted to entitle this sermon Ground Zero. But, but I'll leave that for another time. Amen? <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> I'll leave that for... Because you are building a new type of building. Are you with me? A new type of building went up on Ground Zero. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So now I'm building another type of house. Glory be to God. A house where there is no compromise. Where the foundation, where a house where, listen to me, where the structural integrity of my property is not compromised. <laughs> are you with me? That's the kind of house I'm building. Let me, let, that's the kind of spiritual house we are getting ready to build. One where the structural integrity of our house is not compromised. You said, Pastor, can you elaborate? That I can do. If it's not in the word, I don't want to hear about it. Are you with me? If it's not in the word, my house is not being built on it. Hmm? I get what I'm saying. I cannot put sand in my foundation. I cannot put opinions in my foundation. It's got to be rock. Sand gravels because the wind is coming. One just blew in 2020, 2020 not 2019. 2019, a wind called COVID 19 blew in 2019. Another wind is coming. Jesus, I didn't, Jesus said it, not me. He said it. And so today, I'm asking you. Those of you who are looking and those of you who are here, let us endeavor to build another type of house. Let us draw a line in the sand. No compromise. No compromise. Amen. You got issues? I'll identify with you, but I'm going to tell you God's word. Say it again. I'm going to do what? Tell you God's word. Because it's not me. Can I be honest with you? Do you know God is not moved by begging? I know some of you, <laughs> some of you looking at me, some of you looking at me like, God is not moved by begging. I'm moved by begging. You are moved by begging, not God. God is a spirit. The Bible says, without begging, it is impossible to please God, right? 
what the Bible says. Without what? Faith. It is impossible to please God. Not just you cannot. The Bible says it's impossible. And it's warning you and I how God moves. Oh, not God moved. Not, how not Let me back up a while. Not how God moves. God moved 2,000 years ago. <laughs> how the power of God is released. You see, verbiage is so important nowadays. Very important. And I think that is where the church, you know, we've been, the, the, the church and the integrity of God, God's word is weighing in the balance. The integrity of God's word because we hear so many, and you know I'm not criticizing, right? I'm not, I, I'm not. I live in a glass house. But I'm telling you why I am the way I am. About 20, 25 years, some of th some things, I, you know, a mentor said to me, what I'm, what I'm sharing with you. He said, Emmanuel, God moved 2,000 years ago. He's waiting on you to move. And I said, what do you mean? He said, it is finished. The salvation, the salvation package is done. Now there are laws God put in place to release the power. But the salvation package is done. Let me show you a law that people don't, we don't even look at. Can you go to, uh, it's not in my sermon, but I'll get it there. Romans 3.27, I think. Romans 3.27, it says, where is boasting then? Uh-huh, you got it, Romans 3.27? It says, where is boasting then? It is excluded, and that is, and it's talking about works, the law of works versus the law of faith. It says, where is boasting then? As far as being saved, we get saved how? By grace, not by works. So that is why the Bible says why? There is no boasting then. You didn't earn your salvation. It is excluded. By what law? Or works? Nay, but what? The law of what? Can you say faith is a law? Yeah, it is a law. Faith is what? A law. And the Bible says without faith it's in what? Possible to please God. You know, some, and, and we don't, you know, we do not sit back and think. When you talk about the law, a law works everywhere for everybody the same way whether you're black or white green or blue well let me say that again let me say that again you see in the night that's why jesus used earthly things to help us understand kingdom principles you see nobody says well if if a plane crashes you'll never hear anybody from the aviation department say well well gravity just didn't work today Have you ever heard that? When a plane crashed, the excuse from, uh, there is a box in there. What's the name of the box? A black box. Have you ever heard anybody said from the black box, gravity is not working today? You never hear that, but when it comes for Christendom, Forget the law of faith. Well, sometimes God's will, sometimes God won't. So you never know. Yeah, the law of faith is there. We never say with gravity. Sometimes gravity works. You never know with gravity. Because we understand if it's a law, it abides. It works for everybody who abides and respects it. Uh, 
Uh, you get what I'm saying? That's why I said today we are drawing a line in the sand. All the old belief, dump it. We're going to start with new ones. Amen. We are going to build a new type of house. We are drawing a line in the sand. And we are telling folks who come to talk to us. And always have a way of talking about their opinions. I don't need to hear that. It's not in the word. I'm so sorry. Now is that now is that now we are fighting. So it is what? The law of what? The law of faith. So faith is what? Uh, yes. This is, faith is a law. And if you don't cooperate with the law. You will never receive the promises of God. Years upon years upon years upon years upon years will pass. And you will be in church like I was. Disappointed. Begging God. Crying. I remember the days. I said, God, please make a way for me. <laughs> Master, can you save me? Can you <laughs> I need you to move on me. I'm telling you where I was. I'm not criticizing people. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you where I was. Nothing worked for me. With all my crying. Was God pitying me? Yes, of course. God has feelings. But God cannot go against his laws because I'm crying and begging and wouldn't find out how his laws work. So I can cooperate with it. Mm? Well, some of you are still looking at me like, what is he talking about? Let's take, it, let's take it closer. The speed limit there is what? 45 miles. 55 miles. You can tell she's a speeder. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 45 miles per hour. And I can guarantee you, if you go 60, I can predict what's going to happen to you. Let me say it again. What, what, what can I do? I can what? Predict what's going to happen to you. Because there is a law. The federal government, 45 miles per hour. You are going, and you, you have a choice. You can say, oh, I can, I can choose to go 60. Go 60, but I can predict. I can become a prophet because of a law. Let me say that again. I can become what? A prophet because of the law. Let me share this with you. God has certain laws in place that human beings now can project calendars 10, 15 years down the road. Uh, <laughs> because of the laws that God has. How are these people? able to come up with I'm, I'm looking at my cell phone last night God and I we were talking I look at my calendar 2025 there is a calendar how is that possible the laws God has in order because of that men are able to predict what's going to happen in the future and I can predict to you whether or not you're going to experience the healing and the blessings of God if you walk and cooperate with the laws of God I can tell you if you're going to arrive at your destination without a ticket, if you cooperate without, if you cooperate with the law, I mean if you cooperate, not cooperate, sorry about that. If you cooperate with the law, if you put your speedometer, like I do, five miles above, amen. <laughs> you all the, every morning I get up, I ask God to forgive me for all the sins for the day I'm going to commit. 
you, <laughs> I go ahead of my behavior. Amen. <laughs> no, you are. That's how I live my life. I say, Father, I thank you for all your grace. For today, I ask for your forgiveness of every sin that I may commit, knowingly and unknowingly. I jump in my vehicle five miles above. <laughs> so if you cooperate with the law, I can guarantee you what's going to happen. What's going to happen? You're going to arrive at your destination safely. What's going to happen if we cooperate with God's law? We're going to arrive at our destination safely. Everything God's word promises. And since this is what I came here to share with you, because I am bothered because it would seem that God's word, the reliability of God's word is weighing in the balance. The reliability of God's word. Are you with me? Is weighing in the balance. Let me show this to you about what God, what God said about his word. Because what I want us to do today is live here a line drawn in the sand in the sand that God's word is final authority and that God's word is 120% reliable. Are you with me? We sing the song, we make a, we make a miracle worker, promise keeper, and there is a part that says, there is a part that says, oh, yeah, yeah, something is working even when it, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working, you never stop because it is taking place in the spirit. God is a spirit and he moves in the spirit. So he's working even if you don't see it. Now, if you believe God's word, because you don't see it, you're going to behave the way he tells you to behave. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's if God's word is final authority to you. If God's word is reliable to you. If you've met God's word, the final court of arbitration. When you don't see it, you're going to behave the way he tells you to behave. Case in point, Luke chapter 8. Jesus was, Jairus came to Jesus. You remember Jairus? And Jairus is asking Jesus to come to his house. Somebody came to Jairus and said, Hey, don't bother the master. Your daughter is dead. Jesus heard that. Heard that. And Jesus turned right away and tell Jairus. Luke chapter 8 verse 80. Luke chapter 8 verse 50. He said, Only believe. Fear not. What did he say? Fear not. Believe only. The reason why God told him to fear not is because that bad news can bring fear. Your daughter is dead. The average person is going to fall apart. <laughs> My daughter is dead. Jesus turned back. And that's, that's how humans behave. Because that's bad news. Bad news can, ev can evoke certain emotions. Jesus turned and says, fear not. Believe only. And she shall be made whole. Jairus had now, Jairus now have a responsibility. He can listen or not. He can say, oh my God, I hear you. Jesus, I hear you. But I, I. He can, or he can say, okay, I believe the word. I'm going to fear not. I'm going to believe only. And I'm going to shut my mouth. And just walk with the word. The word is Jesus. Just walk. But we don't do that. We do everything else. And then we don't get a resurrection. And we are mad with God. It is a law. The law of faith. Fear not. Only believe. And she shall be made whole. You see we miss all these things. Mm hmm. 
We don't get the promises because we don't cooperate with the law and then we blame God. No, we don't blame God. Let me move on. Where was I? I know I'm throwing a lot on you this morning. Yeah, Romans 3, 27. I just wanted to show you that faith is a law. As of today, I need you to live here thinking of faith as a law. It's not... You see, Elbrander, this is how I grew up. The Pentecostals told me, it is your faith. It is your power. And you can do I found out it's not my faith. It's faith in God. <laughs> God had to, I tell you, God had to show that to me. Have faith in God. They told me, it's your faith. It's your, yeah, just do whatever you want and so on. You see what I'm talking about? And so all these years, I, have to, I, had, I had to come against all of this in my mind. Because all these years, that's how it was taught to me. Now I have to be weak so God can be strong. <laughs> because the Bible says, when I am weak, that's when he's strong. And weak doesn't mean feeble. It means when I decide to depend on God. And choose not to be strong in my own strength. But strong in God. Kebo Sadaba. Uh, <laughs> you, you see, there, there are a lot of things that to learn on the way. A lot of things that to throw out of the while I was driving, throw out of the vehicle. If you look at the highway where I was driving, there's a lot of litter behind me. <laughs> I had to throw out a lot of old thinking, bad thinking. Mm. Bad teaching. I had to fight my way through. If you see me in the spirit, I have so many bruises. Fighting my way through, crawling from under all belief systems. Bad teachings. Almost walk away from God. One day, honestly, since my wife is here, I can tell you, I was about 20, I was about 28, 29. I, I was in church from the, from the age of five. Catholic, then we became Christians. I was in there. Uh, 9, 10, and from 10, 11, been in church every morning with these ladies praying from 5, in 5 in the morning. I'm talking about 12. When, lead, when people are um, up praying with the ladies, 5.30, and I've been begging God from 12 to 24. One day I just get up and go to the club. Frustrated. Begging God, bad teaching. Expecting God to make a way. Because of how I was taught. Got fed up. Well, God is not hearing me. For how many years I've been begging God? And I know many of us are there today. Or many of us were there. <laughs> because you see, I did not understand faith is a law. Just like gravity is a law. Aerodynamics is a Law, you got to cooperate with these laws so you can achieve your desired end. Yeah, I was saying, this is what I was saying, that you, you, you never hear the aviation department saying, anytime when a plane crash, it's because gravity did not work. You, you never heard that. Never. About six evangelists went on a plane. Went on a plane. 
and uh, the plane was too heavy. Luckily, one of the evangelist's wife was there. I forget the name of the people, but it's a well-known story. And she, they warned him, it is too much load. Lighten the load on the plane. It is too heavy. He said, oh, no problem. God will take care of that. God is a good God. They said, sir, can you lighten the load on the plane? Because they were going, I think they were flying in a remote area to help some people who've never heard about Christ and feed them. So they needed all the food. The men chose not to lighten the plane. They took off. All six of them died. The plane couldn't stay afloat. It was too heavy. And for years, people were saying, how could God allow that to happen? How could God allow that to happen? These people were Christians, evangelists, and they were going. For years, the man's wife finally came out and said, they warned him to cooperate with the law of aerodynamics. It is too heavy. Lighten the plane. God is not going to adjust his law for you. If God, can you imagine what would happen if God adjusts gravity for you? If God adjusts gravity, everything is going to be afloat. Think of the amount of people who are going to die. You think about that. Just because I just believe. No, when God sets laws, they are laws. He doesn't change his law. Because of our stupidity, we have to cooperate with the law of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are drawing a line in the what? In the sand. That's what we're doing. If it's not God's word, we are not taking it. If it's not, if it's opinion, we don't want it. We are drawing a line in the in the sand. I'll give you one more. Then I'll bring one scripture and we'll be done. Amen. I'll give you one more. Oh God, the example just slipped me. I'm so sorry about that. Glory be to Jesus. Anyhow, I'll get it. Let's go to Psalms 12, 6. And I'll, we'll go through the scripture. Psalms chapter 12, verse 6. And that's what I need you. I said initially that the reliability of God's word is weighing in the balance. I want to share some things with you about God's word. So when we start next week, amen, we'll be ready. I'm just prefacing the sermon series. It says, the words of the Lord are what? Pure words. Whenever you see a colon, the colon means he's going to elaborate on the thematic statement made. The thematic statement is the word of God is what? Pure words. He's going to elaborate on what he means by pure words. Is that all right? It's a thematic statement. Here it goes. He said, as silver... That's how God's word is. As silver is tried in a furnace of earth. Purified what? Seven times. He's using, because you see, we are on people of earth. God has to use earthly things to help us understand the spirit. So he's using how you get silver pure in a crucible or an earth furnace. You take out, that's how you take out all the impurities mm? from silver to make it pure or from gold to make it what? Pure. And what 
what's in the crucible what's in the furnace fire the word of god has come on the fire all these years and it still survived <laughs> Woo! the word of god so that's why i said as of today we are drawing a line in the sand and we are saying if it's not in the word we are going to reject it because only god's word has been tried over the voltaire a french philosopher voltaire a french philosopher said after he dies a hundred years from the death he died there would be no bible no word a hundred years after voltaire died his house became a printing press for the bible guess who the joke is on voltaire so when you talk about the word of god it is never sometimes god will sometimes god you never know nobody jumps on a plane and say well sometimes gravity works sometimes gravity will you just never know nobody does that only in church only church folks do that and it breaks my heart because you have genuine people people who love god people who put everything on the line for god but we've not been taught right and i say we sometimes i sit at the house and cry some things i have to give up all the years i was taught i have to cry give it up because it's not in the word and we need to, um, that's why i said that's why i said what today we are doing what yeah yeah let me elaborate let me explain what that verse means and we'll be done is that all right and i can only give you this is what this verse is saying it is saying god's word is sincere god's word is genuine god's word is honest there is no misrepresentation of god, god told me so this this morning while i was meditating on a sermon he said son there is no misrepresentation in my word i don't misrepresent myself that's why my word is pure because i'm, I'm honest i'm just mm-hmm are you getting what i'm saying i'm sincere i don't i have there is no prank in my word can i use that word no prank in my word there is no i don't tease people amen i don't impose on people my word is pure you can trust my word it's been purified seven times it has been through some heat over the years and it is still standing today yes sir yes sir the bible is still the best seller every year the reliability of god's word is weighing in the balance and i'm here oh i'm here i'm here to tell you you can trust and you can trust god's word you can trust god's word because god's word is himself john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word verse 12 and the word became flesh 
and dwelt amongst us. Psalms 138 verse 2. You got to see this scripture. since That is why sometimes I get it. When people talk about God's word, suddenly I got a headache. I just remain quiet and say I got to leave. I just... Just opinions. Just... I, and today I cannot... I got a family. I cannot build my family on opinions. I need something to help my family. Are you with me? I need a word to give Emmanuel. Because if, I, if God doesn't help him, I cannot help him. He's not with me at 24 hours. If God doesn't help my wife, I can't help her. I need the purity, the genuineness of God's word to depend on. Psalms 138. Psalms 138 verse 2 and I'm going to bring it to a close. I'll preach the rest next week. Psalms 138 verse 2. It says here that God, part B, God has magnified his name right here. For God, for you God, have magnified thy what? Above what? Twenty-five years ago, my mentor said to me, memorize that verse. He said, God has magnified his name above, sorry, his word. So above what? All his name. You know, up to, up, up to last year, mother, I was saying that, I was saying God has magnified his word above his name. And the Holy Ghost said to me last year, go back and check it. I said, God, I memorized that 25 years ago. God, I missed out all. I missed out all. I used to say above his name. God said, no, no, no. Above all my name. It's above Jehovah Jireh. It's above Jehovah Nisi. It's above Jehovah Sitkinu. Jehovah Shalom. It's above Yahweh. God's word. The integrity of God's word. The genuineness. The reliability of God's word. Is above his name. You need to get that down in your psyche. And not just talk about God's word like it's something else. You know, something somebody wrote. No, no, no. The Bible says in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, their spirit, you got it. Their spirit and their life. That's why I was able, this morning, we were able to send God's word in the hospital. Psalms 107 verse 20 said, he sent his word and delivered not his name he sent. What he sent? His word. His word. And he, he, he didn't just put it above. He magnified his word above his name. All his name. Can you imagine what that means? Because what good is your name if you cannot keep your word? Mm? Some folks, if you hear the name, you run south. <laughs> because your reputation precedes you. That's why the Bible says the very first thing you need as a... Let us, let, let, let us look at... And, and I'm going to be done. Let's look at the first qualification for a preacher in First Timothy chapter 3. Are we, we agree? We'll, we'll pick up next week on that. The first, let me show you why it's important to have a good name. So, so people can trust your word. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. It says here, this is a true saying, if a human being desires 
the office of a bishop, a preacher or teacher. This is a, it's a good thing to want to be a preacher. How many of you? That's what the Bible says. It's a good thing. Not everybody wants to be a preacher. Praise the Lord. Anyhow. Let's look at the first qualification. Verse 2. A preacher then must be what? Blameless is the first qualification. His word or her word must be their bond. What good is your name if you cannot keep your word? That's why the Bible says not being able to preach or teach. Anybody could preach or teach. But blameless because your reputation precedes you. When they hear your name, everything you've done in the city, that's what they say. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, let me leave that alone. <laughs> I've mentioned certain people's name and they say, what? Not me. Because people's reputation pre precedes them. I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters. Amen. How many of you, as of today, you're going to draw a line in the sand? Yeah, yeah. We're going to build a new type of house and we're going to what? Draw a line. And if it's not God's word, I am not taking it down in my mind. I'm pulling it down. I'm pulling down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I bring it into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. If it's not the word, I don't want it because something worst is on the way. And I need to build right now. I need to build the right way for the hurricane that's coming. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you, I need you, I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.